Welcome to the Act 4 Podcast. Your go-to post-movie podcast. It's a podcast about movies. My name's Peyton. I'm Connor. And I'm Joe. We keep him in the corner. And we're back. It has been (laughs) over a year at this point. The last episode dropped on November 7th, 2020. And it is, at the time we're recording, November 10th, 2021. A lot has happened this year. Word. Um, Can't agree. We have, Word. A new, we have a new president. That's a thing that happened in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have three new Marvel movies, as well as TV shows. We have... We have... We have a t- no, one new Pixar movie since the last time we made one. Soul came out post uh, the last time we recorded. That's true. Because we hadn't... Because whenever we, like... I think that came out in December, right? So, so then we have two. What was the What's other the one? one? Luca also came out, right? Luca! Oh, I, I forgot about one. Luca. I was like, I, I, I do forget that one existed. Um, I watch that. I think that shows how I feel about Luca. It's almost like it's because it was just eh. It was very mid. It was very mid. It, it has the same Especially energy for me in as comparison like on the soul. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's got the same energy as Onward, where it's like it's like cool and it's a good story and everything, but it just like it doesn't hit in the same way that like Ratatouille hits, which is what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into that, how you guys doing? It's been a long time since I've seen you. It's been a whole whole year. I'm doing I'm doing well. You know, it's we out here living. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Just say it's been a year since you've seen us. Yeah, it has been. I'm pretty it's sure been, you... this is the reunion. This is our reunion episode. We, we never hang out. Never. I know. It's kind of sad. Ever since the podcast like died briefly, we're bringing it back to life. But when it, when it died, our communication just ceased completely. Yep. Never saw each other. Ever. Yeah. So how are you doing, Connor? <laughs> like I said, I'm doing well. Doing well. Any, any, any significant changes in your life since Sig- last year that the people need to know about? The people need to know about. No. Nothing that the people need to know about. <laughs> Sorry to my people in Germany. Can't know. What? Yo, we got viewers in Germany. Oh, we do, do have we listeners. Do. My we bad. Have, we listeners. Do, we do, in fact, have two listeners in Germany. I, I, now, I guarantee you they're still they, not listening. They, they will not listen to this episode because we've been gone for so long that they lost faith. We don't know. They but, could. They could. Bro, our listenership in France? Through the moon. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Through the moon, yes. <laughs> do, you, do you think French people like Ratatouille? I don't know. Probably not. Are French people even real? I think so, <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure. I'm, Have you ever met a French person in real life? I don't know. I, yes. And if, and if they are yeah, real, they I've don't have feelings. You've been to France. I've been to France. He's in the conspiracy theory. He's in on it. France is just a conspiracy theory. I, I have theory. been to Paris. Okay. If you have, then uh, tell us about it. Uh, so me and Jason <laughs> went between my junior and senior year in high school. Mm. We licked the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> For real? <laughs> For real. Uh, oh, I'd do that. We, so 100%. We are huge <laughs> How I Met Your Mother fans. And in like the third episode of How I Met Your Mother, they go to Philadelphia and they lick the Liberty Bell. And we went to Paris and we were like, we're going to lick the Eiffel Tower. Then <laughs> um, we did. For some reason, I felt I, like in my mind, the Eiffel Tower is a thing that you can't get that close to. Oh, you Even though I know it. you can, you can go on it. But it just seems like one of those things that you're like, 
you know, like the, the Lincoln Memorial, you're not allowed to like actually go up to like Lincoln. Like it's all like roped off. That and the Eiffel Tower feels like one of the true. things. Yes, it is. That whenever I went, you couldn't go up to like Lincoln. I think the actual statue of Lincoln is marked That's off. what I'm saying. It's roped off. You can't like At go, first I thought you were just saying go... the whole thing. And I was like, homie, the whole point no, is no, that no. you walk inside. Yeah, you walk and I was like, it's, it, it's, it's a like, building. But you can't like go up <laughs> to like, like you couldn't go lick Abraham Lincoln's foot. Um, as much as I'd like to do that. You can't do that. I mean, you probably could. You definitely probably could. get arrested. You'd get in trouble. Worth it. It would be bad. But yeah, anyways, yeah, the Eiffel Tower seems like, because it's something I've only seen in like movies and on TV, so it feels just like inaccessible to me, but... Uh, you 100% can go on it. There's an elevator. It's great. Yeah, I know you can't. I'm just saying in my mind, yeah. like, wh- what did it taste like? Um, did it taste French? I guess so. Probably tastes like a baguette. It, it tasted <laughs> like... <laughs> like, a, like a baguette. Tasted like licking metal. Like, like a baguette with like one of the like... Emoji bees. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Bread. Bread. <laughs> Bread. I don't understand the emoji bees thing, but I'm just going to trust. I don't know what you're talking about. The big block letter B. The red bee emoji. Oh, that, I thought you were saying the, uh, that, the emoji so, like for the like the bee, like the insect. Nah, I was really uh, confused. Nah, like the word baguette. Yes, okay, I, but, I, like, get spelled you. With I that. got you. With the so red it's bee. not baguette. It's I understand. baguette. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. So Ratatouille. Wait a minute. Joe, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't want to know how Joe's doing. I want to talk about Ratatouille. The thing is, is that he <laughs> knows how I'm doing because we literally talk all the time. He's totally capping about this whole we don't talk thing. I know. We just want the people to think that this is like a momentous occasion. It's like a reunion of like three lost brothers. But now you've ruined the illusion for them. It is momentous. It, it is, but it would have been cooler if it was like a real reunion and not like we were literally hanging out the other day. We were hanging out the other day. That is. How are you doing, Joe? True. Is there anything that people need to know about? Connor told me I should mention that I'm on another podcast. He, he is, in fact, on another podcast. Um, he, he's kind of cheating on us. Honestly, uh, I'm all right with it. Are you? I am. It's it's taken me a little while to come to terms with it and be okay with it. I mean, it's it's, it's his passion, you know. I mean, I think if it, I was on I another movie time, podcast, fair. That would be fair. that would be yeah. rough. I That's would be crossing upset. the line. I'd be mm-hmm. upset there. See, like I, I know the boundary there. Like Act Four has like it has my heart. Never gonna leave. Never gonna go somewhere else. But as a sports journalism student, sports I am podcast. on a sports podcast. Mm-hmm. Talk it about Gators sense. athletics. Pretty cool. Once gonna, a week. Are you going to plug it? Or are you just going to talk about it? I was, I was expecting you to plug it. Yeah, it's the Alligator Sports Podcast. It's on Spotify everywhere. Um, it's just the sports podcast for the independent Florida Alligator. I'm a writer for their sports section. So, yeah. Your completely yeah. honest opinion. Is it better than Act 4? Um, I don't have as much fun doing it. So the answer is no. Because it's just like, it's just news. And then <laughs> right now we're just talking about the Florida football team, which is absolute hot garbage. So yes. that can only be so much fun. We're recording an episode tomorrow morning and we just get to talk about two people that lost their jobs. So like, how happy can you be about that? It's just like, eh. Pretty happy, actually. I don't know. I'm quite excited. Yeah. It, it, okay, so. It, I mean, it's not going to do much for the actual football team. We're about to I go know. on this whole tangent. So no, just buckle that's okay. up, everybody. That's okay. Well, so let's, let's talk about this. So 
I just wanted I just want to like briefly mention how weird like the industry of like sports is in that like the fans of the Florida Gators are all were all like actively rooting and campaigning for these people to lose their jobs. Like their jobs. Like if you do that in any other like industry outside of like sports, um, that's probably pretty bad, you know? Like I'm not going to the McDonald's and like actively campaigning for them to fire the lady that messed up my burger. Yeah, because then you're like, just a garbage human being. Like yeah. like I'm upset, but I'm not actively campaigning for that. But like we are like people are like posting on social media like fire Todd Grantham and like they're like t-shirts. Yeah, t-shirts and signs and he got fired and everybody celebrated. Um, it won't do anything, but it is just a weird like thing. De- <laughs> we're, defense we're, we're praying is, on their demise. Defense is still going to be buns. Oh, it definitely yeah, will. It's be. not going to change. Could it be worse? Maybe. There, Probably. There's a good chance. <laughs> Do I care? No. He's gone. And that's what I care cared about. So, yeah, sports. <laughs> sports. Payne, what about you? This year's been a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> not, <laughs> n- n- nothing I don't that, that I can think of that is significant in any way for me to mention on a podcast. I have watched a lot of movies. That's good. I've really enjoyed. I've taken this last year to 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 watch a lot of movies. Um, I really did like cement what my favorite movie is in the last year. I was already like when we were recording last. I think I might have mentioned on the podcast before how I really enjoyed Whiplash and I thought it might be my favorite movie. But in the last year, I've watched it several times. Acquired it on blu-ray ultra hd i don't even have an ultra hd player but i just wanted the best copy for longevity and like i've watched it several times and uh it's 100 percent my favorite film like of all time i really like it and i've just watched a bunch of other movies especially can, can like, confirm it as a film yes i can confirm that i recently watched it for the first time and it was amazing i know it's so good cinema it's cinema. It really was. But there's also just like recently there's been a lot of movies coming out. Um, that was a, it was a big deal. We both got Regal Unlimited. We did. We, we finally bit the bullet because they moved. Now they have got like the 90 day subscription and yeah. I, I can c- commit to 90 days. I didn't want to commit to a whole year, especially like with COVID and the uncertainty of movies, but like oh, knowing please. the slate for the next 90 days. They didn't charge me. Really? Yeah. So I've had, as soon as they announced Regal Unlimited, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when movies shut down, they like never charge me. So like this, this like year is like the first time they've been charged. Nice. Yeah. But that was nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've, we've started watching a lot. a lot of movies. I've, yeah. so the way the Ringle Unlimited works is that you pay, it's like 60 bucks for three months right now on the 90 day subscription. So and a movie ticket averages about like eleven to twelve dollars. So if you see six movies, you've already more than made your money back. I saw six movies in the first two weeks. I saw five um, in the first two. <laughs> uh, not six different movies. I watched two movies twice. I watched Dune twice, and then I watched Eternals twice, and then I watched Last Night in Soho, oh. and then I watched um, French Dispatch. Oh, so how I watched, was that? I really enjoyed French Dispatch. I okay, thought it was really too. good. It's my second favorite movie of the year so far. Gotcha. But yeah, so that's been really nice to get to go like watch those movies recently, and we still have several coming out this year um, that I'm excited. It's just to like see. giving me opportunity to go watch stuff that I wouldn't normally like pay to go watch. From yeah, school. Like I'm intrigued by Clifford. The, yeah, the Clifford movie. Like I'm I don't, going to watch Clifford I, in theaters because I, it's free. It looks it's literally free, but it's, it feels like a waste of time. 
But but also like if I'm in the right mood to just go watch a bad movie, that that that's going to be the move. It's not going to be a bad movie. Is it? What are the what what's the, let's see. What are the rotten tomatoes for Clifford the Big Red Dog live action? It can't be good. We don't know that. It cannot it, be it good. It could be good. Why why do you think it would be good? It's what Clifford. If, what if it's the next Paddington, bro? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've not seen Paddington. Like so. I'm not saying it's going to be the next Paddington, but what if it is where it's just like what you think is a kid's movie, and then it just absolutely blows your mind. We and got. it's just so wholesome. Uh, well, it's currently loading. Uh, it's the exact same thing. 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Bye. What do you mean? Like the critics? Yeah, that's the tomato meter. Gotcha. Surprisingly, though, the audience score is 93%. Exactly. It might be slapping, bro. <laughs> Which I'm very surprised. The Clifford looks bad. Can we acknowledge the fact that, like, the main character, the big red dog, looks terrible. It just looks like they got like a little like they got a puppy and then they just made it red. Instead of like animating a red dog, you know, like to make it like look normal, it just looks like they painted the dog red. It just looks I, I don't think it looks good at all. No. I don't think it's that deep. It's a, it's a, it's a Clifford movie. Yeah. I know, but it looks bad. You can you can make kids' movies and make them good. Like people consider Ratatouille to be a kids' movie. Even though no. we'll probably talk about that, and I disagree. We disagree. No. I know the three of us are in agreement that it is not a kids' movie, but Pixar movies are generally considered to be kids' movies, and you they are good. Even the worst one, Cars Two, um, is still a well-made and good-looking film. Cars Two is better than Good Dinosaur, if that's what you were gonna say. That's yeah. You just or, said or no Cars, Cars 2. Two. Cars Two. Sorry, Cars Two is worse than Good Dinosaur. I think Good Dinosaur is better than Cars Two. And even then, if we say good dinosaur, good dinosaur, even if it sucks, it looks fantastic. It's which pretty, just proves, I give it literally good just proves my point even more. Bad movies can look good. Good dinosaur might be one of the best looking Pixar movies ever. I know objectively terrible. Cars 2 is bad. But like But I kinda like it. Exactly. If you're interested in our opinions on the Cars franchise, you can go back to episode one. Or oh. episode something or, else when we did the Pixar tier. Yeah, list. but we kind of skipped over that. But we did or, a whole episode hear me about out, cars. Hear me out. Don't go listen to the cars episode because it's hot garbage. Yeah, hey. that one was actually pretty good. That was that was like the first one. That one was actually not bad. I think I just hate now, the way that I sound on we, that. We hit our stride hey. in season three. Time out. But, that was by far my favorite intro of this series. Oh, for sure. It's, it's as good the as best it gets. Opening. It was. If you haven't heard the Cars episode, we might you have, should just go back and listen to the first minute. Uh, we, we might have, have one-upped it today. Yes. Yeah, this one was pretty good, too. I, it's something about Pixar movies. Yeah. Yeah. We just decided to blow <laughs> out your eardrums with nonsense. I mean, they heard it. Ratatouille. 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 Bro, Seems Ratatouille like a, is adult cinema. That's what I'm saying. I think, it's I think this is a good time to transition. It's just fantastic. It, it really is. It it. Feels so. So, what makes Ratatouille so special? I think to a lot of people is it feels like, like an art ho film, like it feels like an indie movie, and it's but it's like animated and Pixar, which is a weird thing to put together. Uh, but it just works so well because Pixar they're known for especially like nowadays, like it's Toy Story and like Cars, Cars, Cars is big money for them, and then you've got like. Monsters Inc. and Finding Nemo and all the classic ones that are like kids' movies. Yeah. And then there's kind of like Ratatouille, which really isn't a kids' movie. Inside Out deals with themes, making it kind of not a kids' movie. 
up deals with a lot of stuff that's like not for kids and like soul. Yeah. Those are all I feel like in terms of content are elevated higher, but in terms of like movie making, like Ratatouille was not made for kids. The story is not for kids. And I think Incredibles I put on the same tier. I think like Incredibles is like a fun family film, but it also just deals with like topics that it's for adults, like yeah. at the end of the day. Like Mr. Incredibles like going through a midlife crisis and his wife thinks he's having an affair. That's and like then, the that, basic plot of the movie. That is a yeah, that's yeah. a huge stepping stone in the movie. And like the villain has just like a really like really complicated motivations that kids just don't really get. They're just like, oh he's a bad guy. And like, but you like, know, superhero genocide. Yes. It's yeah. well yeah, it's either well it's genocide at the beginning and then it moves into just making everybody super so that nobody's super and so it's less about genocide, more about like empowering others. So it's like I don't know, it's weird. I kind of think Syndrome's not that bad. He just like was like good intentions, bad execution. I think like a lot of bad guys. He's like, voiced by Jay- He's voiced by Jason Lee though, so haha, goofy, funny kid movie. It's the but, guy from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes, I, we we know who Jason <laughs> Lee is. Jason Lee was also the voice of Underdog. <laughs> Word. What a classic movie. Underdog. So I've told this to a few people. Underdog will forever be a core memory for me, specifically <laughs> because I wanted to see Underdog so bad. That we rented it on Netflix back when Netflix delivered DVDs Yo. to your house back when that was Netflix. So we ordered underdog, watched it like for a whole week straight, and then we we lost it. Me and my brothers lost the underdog disc. And so my parents were just billed. No. For, they were just well, they, they were like billed for it for a while. And then eventually Netflix was just like, you can keep it. Um, and then we found <laughs> it. We it. found it like several years later, just like kind of buried. and then. That, that was that, but it was just like forever. Like, we'll just be a core memory of like when I lost Underdog I would, Netflix. I'd like I just it. imagine your dad just being pissed that he paid for <laughs> Underdog for like two weeks, <laughs> just continually. Yeah, it was just like, well, because, well, you paid by the week. So it was like a couple months, I think, that they paid for Underdog. <laughs> they, they definitely paid way more than Underdog is worth because I think it was like, it was like a few dollars a week. What are you trying to say about Underdog? I'm saying yeah. Underdog's great, but it's not worth like $30, $40. I mean, <laughs> to you. Like, it's a $5 bin movie at Walmart, if we're being honest. Now, I love Underdog. Peter Dinklage, it, it might be his best role ever. I was about, to say, I was about to say he peaked. Behind Elf. Yeah, okay. He peaked. But that was, it was it's, a, it's a really good performance. Peter Dinklage in Underdog? Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage underdog. in Elf. Underdog. But, but Elf, I think, Elf, let's, okay, let's talk about, did you see Peter Dinklage's new movie? The trailer for the new movie he's got coming out. No. He's doing some drama or something, right? Yeah, it's like, um, it's it's this whole. It's I think it's set like sort of medievally, Ooh. and it's like he's in love with this girl, but he can't tell her that he loves her because she'll never love him back because he's a little person, and then mm. so he starts writing her letters from this other guy that she's actually interested in. And so, like, they, it's some, like, weird thing about, like, this. yeah, like, What's I'm totally going to see it. I don't know what it's called, but. Chirano? Yes. Yes. We'll go with that. Yeah. Or Serrano. It's like Sir that's Serrano. What, that's why I said it that way. I was yeah. like, I don't know if that's actually yes, how that's pronounced it's, it's at all. Yes, it's Serrano. But the writing for the name, like, the script that the name is in, it makes it illegible. So whenever I was, like, in theaters and they popped the name up on the screen with the, like, trailer, <laughs> we were like. next to you. We were, we were like, just like, huh? What, we were like, what does that even say? It's, it's a musical. Yes, it's a musical? It, is, it is a musical. 
yo, okay. Yeah, it's like it. it's like gonna be kind of huge, and it might rival his um working elf, his brief role in Elf. But honestly, I I want to I want to go back to something. You you're telling me you watched Underdog seven times, in a week, or seven times every day? Because you said you watched it for a week straight. Well, I, no, I didn't like watch it every day that week, okay. but I watched it several times. I really enjoyed. You said it seven day. times a day. There's no <laughs> way he watched it forty nine times in I didn't a week. Say seven times. I said seven times in a week. You like that math? Journalism yeah, major math, baby. I I don't know if you said a day or a week, I don't but remember. the record will show. Um, I, what I remember when him, someone listens to this later, they'll be able to rewind back and hear what you said because I don't remember. I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, bro, you remember the movie Pixels? Yeah, Pierre <laughs> isn't it? Too. He isn't it? He yeah. wasn't. He's the uh, That's a whole he's thing. The, he's the guy that cheats at video games. Mm-hmm. I've seen that once, and I didn't enjoy it. I just like Googled him, and then like Infinity War also popped up, and I was like, oh, he is in that movie. I mm-hmm. forget that, about that, that was happening. that was one of the things that I thought of. That was like he had a really good performance, and it was very surprising. I was like, I didn't know he was in Infinity War, and so Until... they roll up, and then it's Peter Dinklage as a giant, and I'm like, that's just brilliant. That's it great really screenwriting. Good job, Russo brothers. That was amazing. <laughs> Good casting. Good casting. It's just so it's so funny. Just like that your giant is Peter Dinklage. He probably loved that. I, I imagine he just like got the call to do it. I don't even think they they probably didn't even have open casting. Like they just called him and were like, hey, we've got this role for you. You're gonna play a giant. And he was like, heck yeah. Finally. I'd like to think for like the majority of Marvel roles, they just don't have open casting anymore because they know they can call and get just about anyone they want. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think I think nowadays, at least with like your major characters that have like large plot points revolving around them, I think they just call who they envision for the role. Whereas like for like more minor characters, obviously they do casting calls. But like I I really doubt. Um. Are we? We're kind of going to be talking about Marvel in the next yeah. episode, but should, should we'll, we? We'll just no. I know what you're going to say. I just we'll just skip it to that next episode. I'm not going to remember to talk about it next episode. Oh, it's okay. I hopefully whatever. We'll already bring it up. So I was going to talk about an unnamed person who who rolled up in the Eternals movie, and I was yeah. like, "There's no way that dude like auditioned for Eternals." They just called him and were like, "Hey, do you want to be in a Marvel movie?" And he was like, "Yes." That is exactly what I knew you were going to transition. Okay. Patton Oswald. <laughs> okay. Let's let's talk about let's 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 talk about Patton Oswald as Remy. He rolls up in Eternals though. He does. He does roll up in Eternals. Um spoiler alert for Eternals. Very minimal. And Ratatouille. He is a well he, the Ratatouille <laughs> Rat, if you haven't seen Ratatouille, you should not be listening to our podcast. Watch Ratatouille. It's like one of the best things ever made. Actually. It's easily the second best Pixar movie. It's my fourth favorite movie of all time. <laughs> wow. That's really... What do you have above it? The Dark, Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Inglourious Bastards. Okay. La La Land. La La Land. So you have it like above Social Network and Inception. And I know you like those movies a lot. You have Ratatouille above... So what would you have at five? Inception, I'm assuming? Or Social Network? They're interchangeable. They both came out in 2010. They're like you used to say like Inception was one of your favorites. What about Space Jam? I mean, I thought it was like your number two. I was expecting Inception to be up there. I mean, I'd be rocking with Inception. And also, yeah, Space Jam. Space Jam. Where's Space Jam on this list? Space Jam. All right. 
if I'm given like a legit like list of like my favorite favorite movies, Space Jam's probably not on there because it's just pure like nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like Ratatouille, like I watch this movie and like I be feeling stuff, man. You when he eats the cheese and he's all circling around. It's so art- it's so it's artistic. So, it's amazing. So, it's, it's, so it's amazing. It is amazing. All right, well, let's, let's wow. talk about the movie for a little bit. I mean, that's our, our job here, <laughs> and we, we've spent a lot of time talking about other stuff. Can we just talk about how, like, sad the opening is? They just, like, roll up to, like, the beginning of the movie, and it's just raining. Oh, raining. I thought you were... Well, it, that's not actually how it... It opens with the Anton Ego, like, monologue. Yeah. yeah how he's like, not anyone can cook. Yeah. And then... And, and then, then it cuts and, to the sad. And then, like, the movie Ratatouille happens, and then it just, like... Anyone proves that wrong. Yeah, I mean that's that's what the whole movie is about. That's got him. That is the core theme of the movie: is that anyone can cook, and ego doesn't believe that, and so they have to change his mind. And that's how they open with it, and you know that's how they're gonna resolve it. It opens. I I, I realized like Brad Bird opened both of these movies with like a video, like from the archives, (laughs) because like that's how he opens and. He opens uh, Incredibles. <laughs> right, with... You know that one Kanye West video where he's talking, where he's doing an interview, and then he gets it's him and Kim Kardashian doing an interview, <laughs> and then he starts to get like all excited because he's like he's doing an interview, and he's just like it's just like the Incredibles. It's just like the Incredibles. He, like they start the movie with the interviews, and he gets so excited about it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Kanye moments. Uh, that was a fun little sidebar. Yeah, but yeah, so they both they start open, the movie with they, the interviews. Yeah. They, <laughs> That's that's how that's how Brad Bird opens these movies. What what other um, Pixar movies? Let's talk about. I guess I want to kind of talk about Brad Bird at some point in this. I don't know if this is the time to do it or later, but I feel like sure. we should talk about Brad Bird because he directed the two best Pixar movies, and then also did Incredibles too, and that's about it. So were those the only three? I thought he did yeah, one more. That's it. I'll, check, I'll double check. That's it. That is. I'm telling you right now. That's it. So he did the two I'm best kidding. Pixar movies, or like objectively, like they're not my. Ratatouille is not like my favorite. It's probably like my number four favorite, but objectively, it's like top two. And then he also did Incredibles two, which is just very mid, not bad, but very mid. It was yes, very mid. Um, yeah, Brad, Brad Bird. Did he did he write Ratatouille or did he? He is a writer for Ratatouille. I know he's on as a writer, but that's because all directors like when they pick up a script and they adapt it, they become a writer because yeah. they like change it. That's why, like, John Krasinski has, like, writing credit for Quiet Place, but he didn't write it. Two, two other dudes wrote it, he and then he adapted it. He is a screen... It. Brad Bird's the screenwriter. The original story is by Jan Kinkaba and Jim... I'm not even going to try to pronounce okay. the last name. So... That's, it looks French. How did, how did Jan and Jim come up with the idea for Ratatouille? Drugs. It, it, it literally has to <laughs> like, be. I just... I don't know how... How, it's such a bizarre concept. It, it's probably the most out there of all the Pixar movies up until yeah. Soul. I think Soul mm. Soul is up there for weird, but like Soul is dummy existential. It's very existential, yeah. but then like the whole like swapping bodies thing is just so like out of left yeah. field. But I think Ratatouille is even Ratatouille. more just bizarre in terms of plot outside of that. They they really they were like Ratatouille is literally like changing, taking the name Ratatouille and just like. We'll put a rat in the movie. That's all it is. That that's where that came from, and then drugs. 
Wait, you think I get, that you think I guess that, they just like you the think fish? that the, the idea of the rat came after they I don't came know. up with the food? Like I don't include know. the food. No, I think that they the food definitely know, existed before the, they came. No, what I'm saying, like the idea to put the food in the movie. I think that they made the movie and then you they heard were like, it here f- first. Ratatouille, the dish, was invented in 2007. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not what I said. But okay, I said I said Yo. that the idea to include a rat in the movie came after the idea to include Ratatouille in the movie. I think they liked the food, and then we're trying to like do a movie about food, and they were like. No, I think they literally came up with the idea of, like, what if a rat wanted to cook? I think that was where it probably started. Because... Then it's gotta be drugs. That's the only, that's the only answer. What is the, the one thing that is, like, despised by kitchens all over the world, and you do not want in your kitchen, and it's, like, an immediate thing that'll get you shut down? Roaches. It's Well, roaches. Checkmate. And, and rats. I think rats are the even bigger worry. Health inspectors. I have a... I had to throw a rat in the dumpster out of the Capify kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated that. We, we when? Did, we did have a rat over It was the over summer. the summer. Yeah. You had to do it? Yeah. I texted I texted our housing director, and I was like, yo, there's a dead rat in the kitchen. Like, it was just, like, in one of the traps, because we were having rat problems. Yeah, I remember that. And he was like, yeah, just, like, throw it away in the dumpster. And I was like, but I don't really want to. Like, it was like freaking me out. Like, I didn't like it. I was like, he, I was getting like. He tried I, to get me I, to do it. And I was like, nah, you were told to. Like, I was getting like all like antsy she, about it. I, I, It like freaked me out. I would have just texted him. Nah, I'm good. You can do it when you get home. I texted him that. And then I still did it anyway. Because I felt bad. Because I was like, I'm the no. one that found it. Rat, Ratatouille does a really good job of making <laughs> the gross. No, but like rats are gross. Especially like. I don't know Sewer if you were rats. actually going to transition with it or if you were just going to just start talking about something totally else. Just like, I'm no, not talking no, no. about you cleaning up a rat no. anymore. No, no, no. But like, Ratatouille takes like sewer rats, which is basically what they are. They're not like pet rats because there are pet rats, which I guess are cleaner than sewer rats, obviously. They, yes. But <laughs> once in the sewer. But they, they make a sewer rat or just like this wild rat, like a good protagonist even though they're like yeah. normally gross I, and they make you like I relate say, to it and Remy like, was not in the sewers well. like Remy was only in the sewers for a little bit I know I know but I'm saying like the fact that like the rats were like wild rats and they were like hiding in a house like yeah. in the, the attic same energy as like hiding in a sewer there's a lot of rats there's a lot of rats in that attic uh huh how did she not hear them I mean she, I get that she's old but like she yeah, was able to hear the TV so, like, I feel like you'd hear, like, hundreds of rats walking around above you. They were quiet. Were know. they? Don't you dare point out a plot hole in this movie ever again. <laughs> I That's swear. That's not a significant plot I'll, hole. I will end you. <laughs> there are other, like, now, there are, there are things to nitpick with Ratatouille, but not much. No, no, she knew there was rats. She had rat poison. Yeah, 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 she did. She knew there was rats. We're good. We're good. No plot hole. Yeah, no, and, well, and then she's like, you know what? Holes, oh, there's, there's a rat in my kitchen. I'm pulling out a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a, a wild response. Just, uh, just went full Fortnite, pulled out the shoddy. How would you how would you kill a rat running around your house? I don't know. You just wait for it to leave. I don't know. I it wants your food. It's I wouldn't shoot. He my didn't want ceiling. the food. He just wanted the saffron. He, that which he, is food. Eh, saffron it, is food. It's a seasoning. It is it it That's, is food. Yeah. Define food. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Saffron is food. Thank you. Next. 
Connor, you had something to say. Why why shoot at your ceiling? Like I get you trying to like kill this rat, but wildly shooting your shotgun she's in your senile. ceiling. She's old and crazy. She looks crazy. She literally does. She looks like she's just absolutely off her rocker. Um like I, I'm really not trying to knock on her door. She'd shoot me. She'd shoot me. I know she, she looks would. so crazy, but she loves her cooking videos. Like she's like like grandma loves to cook, but also grandma loves to shoot a gun. Yeah, like, and in France. Like that's she, the other thing. She just it's doesn't like, say anything. Like no, there's no like no, so yeah. like there's no dialogue she doesn't have anybody to like, talk to. But she makes noises. She's just like, she's like making weird noises. It's rural France, which like makes sense. yeah. Like it's not city France. It's rural France. I don't know, but I'm thinking like the whole like like a grandma who loves to cook but also likes to shoot guns. That feels like a very like Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi kind of thing to me. Not like a France kind of thing to me. We've already established that you've never been to France earlier. So I know I have never. I know I I. I I have never been to France. That is true. Only person that has a valid opinion on this is Connor. Rural France, right there. There you go. I'm given. I mean, yeah, it had to be rural France. That's the only. Do you think that there's like, actually, okay, you've been to Paris. Are there actually like houses kind of just like out in the middle of nowhere, like that close to Paris? Like, does it go from city to just rural countryside that quickly? Because, like, he's only in the sewers for, like, a little bit, and then he's in the heart of Paris. Well, I mean, from what I know about Europe, that's kind of the energy. I know, but I mean, yeah. like, usually I feel like it takes a while for, like, the city to kind of, like, dissipate. But it just kind of goes from, like, city to nothing. Two things on that. Yes, that is the vibe of Europe. It do- kind of does just kind of go rural. Um, second thing, he gets knocked out. Like, we get a time skip in there somewhere. Does he? Yeah. I'm like almost positive he gets knocked out and there's a time skip. I didn't think he lost consciousness. I thought he just like wrote. So. I thought he just wrote on the thing until he was able to get off of it. And then he got off of like he dragged the book out and then Gusto talked to him and then he climbed out and he was in Paris. I didn't think he lost consciousness, but I don't think he does. I don't remember that. The water just moving really fast. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, you've got to be pretty close to the city for, like, that to be where, like, the sewer water is, like, pouring out. Well, the, like, the river, if... There's a river right next to the Eiffel Tower. Um, and, like, if you just... If it happened to be going downstream. Like, if she lived... <laughs> I love how, how much we're analyzing this part. It doesn't if, even like, matter. If she, if she lived upstream <laughs> from Paris, that would make sense why the water went down that. Because the water was already naturally flowing down. Like, why would they build pipes that go the other way? You get I'm me? a little lost, but fair enough. And then, like, his family, like, goes down, like, a different line, but then they also end up in, like, downtown Paris, like, close enough where they're, like, close to the restaurant, where they, like, meet up with him later. Hmm. Explain yourself. Explain yourself, Radberg. <laughs> the Ratatouille. We should get him on the podcast. But call oh, him up. We should have we should have reached out up. to him to see if he wanted to guest star on our podcast that probably twelve people will listen to. That'd be so crazy. We used to have really great viewership. I'm concerned at how much viewership we're actually or listenership we're gonna have. Uh, I could think I, of after two a year people. Honestly, I, I know three. I know quite a few. Shout out my mom. Oh yeah, we do have we do have the the Titusville fun, crowd. That shout out my mom. Can I get a fun fact? <laughs> yeah, so fun, fun fact. Fun fact. 
Um, I was in an urgent care with one of my buddies. He like cut his finger open, and the guy attending to my buddy like heard my voice and recognized my voice when he interned with my mom <laughs> up in up in up in her department. That's hype. That's so, that's so cool. He he goes, "You're the guy on the podcast," and I was like, "Yeah, I am." And I was just, we really was, do be having dedicated. We should make our own merch. That's something that happened in the last year. We had we had some loyal fans make merchandise. We did. I that don't was know. really cool. Yeah. I think we should make some. Let's make stickers. If my mom's not playing this podcast out loud in the workplace, I don't want her. <laughs> my mom probably shouldn't play this out loud in the workplace. She'd be a counselor, and that just might not be the right vibe. Mm, it's um, going yeah. to be traumatizing, homies. <laughs> That's just they're just going to come. The they're right just going to come in with like a whole bunch of baggage and leave with a whole bunch more. Yeah, <laughs> probably not the right. Well, hey, imagine walking in and just hearing life is. A- yeah, you just you just walk in, and that's that's how treatment starts is by listening through the entirety of the Act Four podcast. That's your treatment. oh, that would be terrible. It's like shock therapy. Hmm, you got trauma. <laughs> Listen to this episode hey, where they talk about Shark Tale for two hours. Uh, is that what this is going to turn into? Or are you going to talk about Ratatouille for two hours? How long have we been going? About thirty minutes. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. We should we should talk a little bit about the movie yeah. and then we and then we can talk we, about other stuff. Again. I know, I know. So all right, so this is your number three movie. Four. Four movies, Four. sorry. Come what? on. I said this like ten minutes ago. Do better. What was your third? I, I'm La pretty La sure you said four. Oh La La Land. That's right. That's right. Come on. I knew what one and two were. Okay. So it's your fourth movie. Why why is this movie number four for you? Like why is it in the top five? I just I just be liking it. Because like I know I like Dark Knight makes a lot of sense. Great movie. And Glorious Bastards makes a lot of sense. Also a great movie. La La Land makes a lot of sense. Also a great movie. Sneak peek, we will be doing La La Land this season. Ooh, um, I didn't know that. That's, that's the episode with, with that guest. Oh. Yeah. Sneak gotcha. peek, that'll, oh, that'll be happening. This is, that. wait, this is season, technically season four. Yeah. We didn't ever finish season three, but we might Act as well. Act four, season four. That's, this is Yo, like kind of huge. This is, this is it. Sorry, that was a tangent. Yeah, okay, so, so those three movies make a lot of sense, and Ratatouille's good, but I don't know if it's like top five favorite movies good, so what, what about this like all right, puts all right, it there all for right, you? All right, all right, Okay, okay. So like, Tiny Joe, you know? Tiny Joe. Tiny Joe. Big into food. Okay. Big, big like, actually want to be chef guy. Okay. This was, this was like pre-engineer architecture ambition, so like three stages of Joe, you know, we got like little chef Joe. Chef Joe. Little, little math science boy, like engineer STEM boy. Joe. Yeah, STEM Joe. That was my like, that was my high school era. Mm-hmm. And now we're in like the renaissance. Artsy Joe. Artsy like journalism. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Where did architect Joe go? That was part of STEM. That's part of STEM. It was like engineering yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. decided to do architecture because it was less math. Word. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then it was like, and then it was like way more art and it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. It was like, you want me to build stuff every week? <laughs> Those. Yes, that's your job is to literally <laughs> build stuff. <laughs> that's what architects do. I they design yeah they, and they build, build they it. build buildings, bro. They were I rolled up and they're like build this cube and I was like, well, what are the parameters? And they're like, well, here's three parameters, but you don't have to follow them. We're actually encouraging <laughs> you not to follow them. And that didn't work with my that didn't work with my brain up here. So I didn't like it. That sounds a lot like art school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hated it. I don't know how you do it. I don't either. So I went to journalism school, and that's going 
swimmingly. Okay, so Chef Joe, this is like middle school Joe? No, this is like seven or eight-year-old Joe. Oh, even oh, okay. even earlier. So Chef... Well, at the, so at Chef the time Joe, that like Ratatouille came out. Yeah, I know, but but like... So was there no... So Chef... Did Chef go... go like, Chef Joe go all the way to high school? No, 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 no. Like, that started like... So like STEM Joe is like middle school. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay, okay, okay. you were saying like high school, so I was like, what? What happened in between there? Okay. I mean, like sixth grade, I started going to River City Science Academy, you know, so. Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. Absolutely massive STEM guy. Yeah. Okay, so Chef Joe. Yeah. Continue your story. I'd just be liking food, cooking, So you that's know. why this is your number four movie of all time, is because when you were seven and eight years old, you really liked it. But it's also it's like just, a it's really just, good movie. That's what it I'm is, saying. It is, it it's, is. it's the perfect, so we were talking about talking about Space Jam, you know, and how mm-hmm. that's like, wouldn't be on that list. Because that's just like pure nostalgia when it's not as great of a movie, like very clearly, like not on the same level as Ratatouille. Correct. Ratatouille is like nostalgia mixed with cinema. Number four. All right. Okay. You, you can't argue it. with the facts. I'm not trying to argue with the facts. I'm just trying to understand the it's, logic. It's just, just a, trying to learn. It's just a five-star movie. I'm also like trying, trying to, to transition learn. into talking about something with Ratatouille, so I was hoping you'd yeah. mention something you really liked so we could talk about it. I mean, you know I'm like an absolute like hoe for like movie music. And the music. The music. The score is really good. Let me tell you, bro. Very phenomenal. Michael Giacchino, that dude. He's done so so many. Lefestian is like perfect. It, like yeah, actually, I, I I don't know a better way to say. It's just it's iconic. Mm-hmm. It's like it's up there with like some of the most iconic like songs in like Pixar. I like I think it's up there with like "You've Got a Friend in Me," which is like really iconic, and you hear it and you think Toy Story. When you hear left, it's Ratatouille. Like, it's immediate. Like, you, you recognize it, and you're like, that's it. Like, Ratatouille is a great example of what Giacchino does with a lot of his scores, where they're all just so synonymous with their movies. Like, you hear, like, a couple notes of them, and you know exactly which one it was, from Incredibles to Ratatouille to Up to Inside Out's the other one he did. They're just all like Inside Out's not as much. I don't, like, I would if you play no, inside out score, I wouldn't recognize Bro, it. Bro, you hear that the first couple piano notes from like the main theme of Inside Out. I, 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 I maybe I will if so I hear good. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it and play it's it because the, I'm not recognizing. It's the first it, like, thing that the movie starts it. with when Joy is like dancing. Homie, I don't remember the movie I, that well. I, so I'm trying to think. Let's let's see if I recognize it. Just so inside out. Because we're we talking go. about it, you're gonna play it. I'm Here. like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play it. I mean, that's what I'm, see that face. It's like, it's like, yes, but that's not like super record. Like, because we're talking about inside out, I'm like, oh yeah, that's an inside out. Yeah. But that doesn't have the same impact as like, we're also just as this, it doesn't have the same. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, what is is this? To me who pays attention to the music, like like really heavily. Hey, we haven't even talked. It doesn't hit the same as that. And like, (laughs) it's not as energetic. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's not the same recognizability as, especially, like, the Ratatouille one. Like, like Ratatouille, like, it, yeah. it's immediate there. 
and up up is also like up is super i'd probably say the most iconic of all like married life it's probably his best score of the three of them i mean it's the one he he won an academy award for that one right yeah he won an academy award for up too that's what I'm saying. Or, for, uh, we're talking he about won that. for Rat- no oh, he Ratatouille. Did? Run no. Ratatouille wants actual animated feature. It was yeah. it was his first nomination for score yes. was Ratatouille. Yeah, and then Up won it for the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As it should have. Up is fantastic. Up is, is fantastic. But he's just done so much. Like like Ratatouille was Giacchino's like springboard into just like mm-hmm. mainstream like movies. Yeah, he did like the Jurassic World movies. He's and... done that. He's done a lot of work with J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. So he did okay. Super 8, he did Star Trek, I'm pretty sure. He's done the Jurassic World movies, like you said. He's done stuff for Marvel now. He's done both of the Spider-Man movies so far, and is oh, doing yeah, the third did. one. He did do the Spider-Man. Which I'm really excited for what he's going to do for the third one, because like, all the other characters coming back, and seeing like, hey, like, uses stuff from like the other themes. It's going to be really, really cool. I'm just kind of geeking out over yeah, here. Yeah, don't, don't what talk do. anymore hey, about Spider-Man. We, we homeboy chillin', hasn't bro. seen any we trailers. Chillin', bro. You know how I do. You know yeah. how I do. He he knows nothing about the next Spider-Man. I know. We could say anything things. right now, and he would just believe it's a spoiler. Like, if I said that in the trailer, Spider-Man dies. Yo, Spider-Man dies? Again. Oh, uh, no. Again? <laughs> yeah. He died in Infinity War. I mean, yeah. He had to break it to you. So he's, he died again in the trailer, and this whole movie is set with, like, how does the world survive like without Spider-Man? Gotcha. Ned takes up the mantle. Yo, Ned. In the comics, he's he's a bad guy. So I wonder if that's ever gonna happen. That'd be so wild. It probably will. I mean, I imagine it will. That's why they like made him that character. But Jacob Battleon like slimmed down a lot for this movie. Like actually. I did see those photos. I also saw those photos. Not not a spoiler. Could be huge yeah. though. Yeah, so I don't know if that's like in relation to his character if he was just like trying to be healthy but yeah <laughs> no speaking of like slimming down can we, so this is kind of like i'm not going to ratatouille i'm still on the marvel train <laughs> but kumel nanjiani got absolutely jacked for eternals he did and you he did. you never get to like it's not he doesn't have like that significant of like a part in it like he has a big part but he's not like a focus enough for you to like really be like wow he put in a lot of work for that he just like it's like, oh, cool. He's got biceps. I'm hoping later. Later. That's a sick Maybe. Ratatouille fact. It's not a Ratatouille. I said, I said not about Ratatouille. I said I'm like diverging because we were on the Marvel train. Regardless. The music. Giacchino also doing the new Batman. Ooh, that's going to be. You can already like hear like the theme mm-hmm. in the trailer. It yeah. Sounds so good. Ratatouille. I think that's enough geeking about be geeking about movie scores for for this episode. Who's your favorite character in Ratatouille? Because I I know mine, and it's not Remy or Linguini. Also, can we talk about how goofy of a name Linguini is? Linguini, like, like they just like <laughs> they just straight up named him Linguini. <laughs> noodle looking ass. <laughs> like they just named him after a noodle. <laughs> No, it gets better. It's probably a meal, bro. A meal. <laughs> Look at his first name. Oh, Al- yeah, it's Alfredo it's Linguini. Alfredo yes. Linguini. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole joke. Is yeah. that it's like, ah, funny uh-huh. pasta. Ooh, haha, France movie noodle. Ooh. Even though, isn't that like Italian? Like, isn't like 
linguine and alfredo like isn't that like an italian thing i'm also i'm probably i feel like it is i honestly i can't think of that much french cuisine i think about like baguettes and escargot those are like that's like the french cuisine i think of and then obviously ratatouille but like crepes crepes are french uh, i'm pretty sure Yes, there's a crepe skin in the France Pavilion at Epcot. Okay. Yeah, That's how I go. think about anything well, <laughs> that has to do with not America. I'm I'm going to go back to <laughs> uneducated go, Americans. I'm, I'm going to go back I'm to I'm just like, do they got it at Epcot though? <laughs> they got french fries. That's that's french. I'm going to go back to uh sick joke. Why did we name what I was french saying? fries? I don't know. Okay. Continue. I'm just going to keep interrupting. <laughs> That's pretty normal. In, in France, it, it's very is. Uh, in France, we had a lot of crepes. That's what I remember. Oh, okay. So that's how I knew crepes. France. There was like a crepe place every other, every other block. It was crazy. He okay. just calls Jason. He's like, "Are crepes French?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so Joe's favorite character is Emil. What's your favorite character, Connor? In in the movie. That's my favorite. That's not like one of the two main ones. You could say one of the two main ones. You're allowed to say that. My favorite's not one of them. TBH, I don't rock with Linguini that much. Remy's just such honestly, a good character. Honestly, it, mine is Linguini. Really? Yes. So mine's Anton Ego. Like Remy's arc. I honestly, just love okay, honestly, Anton Ego would probably be my. I love my next. I love Ego. And then probably Remy next because like he's just a great character. Like Remy's character arc is absolutely. It's perfect. Just perfect. Honestly, all the characters have really satisfying arcs yeah. where they like. Every main character has a character arc. Like even Django, um, Remy's dad, has a character arc. And he's a pretty minor character. Like he doesn't get that much screen time, but he has like a really clear character arc and like development over the course of the film. It's just it's a simple support. He wasn't he wasn't he was unsupportive. Now he is supportive. Yeah. Support. And it's like it's super satisfying like to see that that arc. And like Linguini has a really good arc. Remy does. Anton Ego has one. Colette has I'm a great gonna, character arc. I'm hit this. My favorite part of Ratatouille is when he takes the bite of Ratatouille. Like it goes to the eye and he goes back in time to where he's sitting there after he crashed his bike. That is my favorite part of the movie. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Ever. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. It's really, really and good. And then like the pen falling and then he like just eats the entire thing. Am am I the only am I the only one that thought Ratatouille was like made from like pepperonis and stuff? No, you are <laughs> absolutely not. not. No, you are not. Absolutely I was, not. I was heartbroken when I found out that it was made of like tomatoes and squash and zucchini. I'm a tomato. Because they were like they're like, like it's peasant food, and I was like, hmm, I might like peasant food. I like pepperonis, and then you realize that it's made from like squash and stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, that is peasant food. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate squash. I actually might like ratatouille now, but like when I was a kid, there's no way. Oh, I've definitely had ratatouille. Okay. It's pretty good. I want to try like, it. I straight up thought they were like just pulling out like yellow pepperoni. I'm not. Even <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, I was like, you're like, I don't know why they're different colors, but fair enough. But also, like, they did they did make that fancy, like the the very thin layered. Oh ratatouille. yeah, they like very clearly slice up the vegetables with like a yeah. mandolin, and then I was still like pepperoni, pepperoni, because yeah, you're a kid. Like, but like, yeah. What I'm saying is, I was like, like they went to not, Walmart. That's not what is ratat- That is not mm-hmm. what ratatouille looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, that's oh. because it's like a. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's like fancy. Obviously. I mean, we literally see it, what it looks like, seconds after we, he takes the bite, that little soup thing, 
Oh. It's not normally like in a circle in the pan no. and like baked? No. That's the ratatouille I want to try. I don't care I, to I try know. the soup. No. I mean, if you ever like go to a place to get ratatouille, it's going to be like pretty fancy probably, and that's probably what you're going to get. I'm simply going to, whenever I eventually go to Disney, mm-hmm. I'm going to have saved up enough money to drop $25 on ratatouille. That's what mm-hmm. Uh, normally but yeah. now but now ever, ever since that movie now everyone does it like that thin thin mm-hmm. sliced with the yeah that's how you do it now it just looks so good it does look so good Remy's plating oh my goodness <laughs> immaculate you can get the details so there's, he's just so small so there's a lot of stuff because we were talking about like how as kids we were like we overlooked the fact that they were like using a mandolin like cutting vegetables there's a lot of things in this movie that just like go over your head as a kid and like when you rewatch it you see like we Joe and I were talking about this um last night, but like the whole scene with all like the gusto cutouts, like the frozen burritos and corn dogs and all that kind of stuff, it's like ha ha funny. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, Oh, he's just doing accents and stuff and it's like goofy. But mm-hmm. like now you're like, Oh dang, this guy's dead and now he's like using his likeness to make profit for himself and like ruining his image that he worked so hard to like build up and like build this reputation and he's just like casting it aside for a quick buck and it's just like like those kind of realizations are why this movie is like i hold it in such high regard and really enjoy it now even i'm 21 years old and it's one of my favorite movies of all time is because i enjoyed it so much as a kid and then you just every rewatch there's more that you just realize and then it's written for adults it's written for me now more than it was written for me when i was eight years old and watching Mm -hmm. it for the first time and that's really cool. And there's not a lot of other movies that I watched as an eight-year-old that have done that. Oh, with many rewatches. Yeah, we were so we were like talking about characters, and you were saying that your favorite Connor is Linguini. For me, like if we're gonna get into like some like actually like talking about the movie, a little bit of critiquing. I don't think Linguini is that great of a character. I think that he's like fine, but I just feel. Anytime I watch Ratatouille, I end up just I'm just annoyed at him, and I get that's kind of part of it. At, like I was say, at like, some it's point, kind of the point. Like yeah. there's there's some point where you're supposed to be annoyed at him, but in the beginning you're supposed to like him a lot, and it just feels like he's just like he's just like a means for like Remy's story to go on. Which yes, he is, but I wish like they could have made him like where I care about him more. Because at, at the end of the day, I don't care what happens to Linguini. I don't care that he gets the girl. I don't. I simply don't care. I just want Remy to cook. Yeah. And it's like, he's the second secondary character. He's the supporting character in this. I, I want to care about him more, but I just don't. And he's like whiny and annoying. I want to say the soup <laughs> he made was so bad. He made a rat that's unable to vomit. Gag. I yeah, just want to say. Yeah, he broke the laws of nature and made <laughs> a rat did. vomit, even though they're incapable of it. See, you talk about the scene where Ego takes the bite and then it like flashes back to him as a kid. Mm-hmm. I like that scene's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Remy dancing around the oh, pot yeah. of soup. So good. And making the soup. And yeah. making the soup the first time. It's the best moment of the score in the entire movie. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's just wonderful. It just is. It's just fantastic. That's honestly when I think of Ratatouille that might be the moment that I think of. It's really like, I think of yeah. those two, but I think of him making the soup for the first time 
And then the other moment I think of, and it's probably my favorite portion of the movie, if like that's yours and like mm -hmm. yours is the flashback. Mine is the training montage where Remy's learning how like the hair like controls Linguini and like the practicing like chopping vegetables and making spaghetti and like that whole montage where it goes from he doesn't know how to like drive Linguini all the way till like it's like perfect and seamless and he catches, can just do all this stuff and Linguini can be literally blindfolded. It doesn't matter. It's like that's just such a dope montage. And yeah, I think it's, it's like a really, really cool, cool sequence. But then it just shows that the one that I was talking about with him making the soup the first time, because it's really his first time like in the kitchen and stuff like that. Yeah. It shows that he's legit. Like Remy mm -hmm. knows what he's doing. And he he don't even know. Yeah, he's just kinda like doing it on a whim and makes a soup that these people like love and gets them trouble but. yeah that that's something i i guess i've never thought of till now that's the first time he's ever cooked in a kitchen correct? yeah because he had been in a kitchen and like stole stuff before but he had always like cooked on the roof or wherever else he yeah cooked. he's just like roasting like, a mushroom yeah and using so the this lightning. is like the first time he's made <laughs> it's the first time he's ever made soup i'm assuming i don't think he's ever made a soup yeah but i think that just goes to show much he's like especially how much he's learned about cooking and like read the book and watched the TV shows and stuff like he has learned so much wow. that he can just enter that environment and make a soup. I would like to add in quantity, like in bulk, like it's not a small portion of soup. Oh yeah. It's it a, is a big a, pot of it's soup. It's a big old And he's getting, he's getting ingredients just right. And he's also not doing it from scratch because he, the soup's already it. like made. He's just like fixing it. He just tasted All it. All just to buy like taste and it. smell. And then made the soup from... Well, Smell? Maybe? How? Did he taste it? Yeah. Did he taste it? I thought he tried it. I don't. I think know he tried he, it. He might have only. Uh, he definitely no, he like tried tries it. it he tries it at the end. But he when may he, not he, have tried it at the beginning. He gags by the smell. Like, yeah. So if I, he but gags I don't know by if he the ever smell, tasted it. What if, like, if he tasted it, one hundred percent because he probably he's, died. Because <laughs> he's just going. He's aiming well, for oh, the window. Linguini, Linguini tried it. Yeah, yeah. And then he he throws up in the mod box. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he tasted. And then Remy's just like threw up. What did he? What did he do? How did the window get open? He did throw out the window. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, because then okay. that's where like Remy's like, "Oh, I'm getting out of here," and, and then, then he's like, it. and then he and then goes by like, the soup, and he was just like, "I gotta fix this," Ooh. and then like adds one yeah. thing in, and then goes back and adds another thing, and then just keeps going and going and going, and then somehow makes the red soup white over the course of it. Like, like he added like cream to it. Yeah, and he stuff, adds to it. But I didn't think it was that much to change okay. the I mean, whole he, pot. He to, like, dumped the entire thing of cream. I know, yeah, but it was a big pot of red sauce. It'd make it pink, not white, but it doesn't really matter. Stop nitpicking. But he's still... It's fine. It's fine. Honestly, that's not even a thing I would, like, nitpick. There's one... Honestly, there's one real thing about this movie that I don't like. And I think you probably already know what it is. I, I don't like Skinner coming back. <laughs> there's no point. His character, whenever he loses the rights to the restaurant, he should be done. And Only then, angry. And then he but, comes back yeah, and tastes the angry. ratatouille at the end. No, that... But that should be... There should be no him trying to kidnap Remy. Like that whole thing shouldn't happen. But he is he is trying to get revenge. I know, but yeah. I don't want that. I, I just want him to be upset and him lose the restaurant and that ends his character. He served his purpose as the bad guy. The second the restaurant's taken over, our new antagonist is Ego. There's okay. no reason to have two of them overlapping. And then he gets his little callback at the end with like the, the health inspector. The health inspector. And this is where I'm going to use the example that we saw, like Joe and I were watching a YouTube video last night, kind of on Ratatouille in, in preparation for this. And 
uh, the guy compared Skinner to the boyfriend in the B movie. Um, I can't remember his name, but how like he Ken, serves bro. Ken. Yep, Ken serves his role as like an antagonist. Got that B movie for a little bit at the beginning, and then after his role is served and Vanessa moves on from Ken, he's gone until the very very end when he sees the restaurant or not the restaurant the, the uh, flower, flower shop. shop. And then he's like, oh, no, he's living my life. You know, that whole thing. And that's like, I want like a similar thing with Skinner. I want him to lose the restaurant, be upset. And then he comes back and tries the food and like sees the rats in the kitchen or whatever the heck it is. I, I don't need him kidnapping Remy and then all the rats saving Remy. And but then how like is the dad going to support the son and save the son? I feel like there's a, another way to do that. The, the only function that that scene has is you get... um the like monologue between Gusto and Remy in the trunk, which is like a cool like moment where he's like of like self-realization. But I feel like there's other ways to accomplish that without. That's also the like, the, that's scene. also the bridge to where they get back to the kitchen. And then all the rats are in the kitchen. Yeah. And then the they rats. get cooking. Yeah. They get, they get the clean. Yeah, mm-hmm. when, when the whole staff leaves and then they start cooking at an assembly line. That's also, that might be my second favorite like, it's just scene like, in the movie is like all the rats cooking. Like it is a diverging plot line and it doesn't necessarily need to be there, but it has enough bridges and connections to where it's not. It works. It's not, that's what I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. I'm just saying like if I was going to be nitpicky, that'd be one of those things I would nitpick. Okay. That and like the chase scene with like the papers and Skinner chasing like feels fillery, but like doesn't ruin the movie at all it's that's the kids movie portion is like this intense action chasing scene all right so so we've talked a little bit about ratatouille honestly not that much i feel like is there is there anything that like like you wanted to like talk about before before our episode's over can we all agree that that remy would just absolutely destroy stort little in a fight (laughs) (laughs) yeah like Uh... Yeah. Which, which team are you? Your team, Remy. I'm team Remy. Okay, of I, course, I mean, yeah. I'm like, I'm really glad we're on the same page with this. Well, Rem, Remy's I feel like a, Remy's a street rat. Yeah, like the Rem, majority Remy of the people are, but like I know a couple people that are like, nah, Story team Little Stuart is like Little. he's educated, and it's just like, nah, Remy be reading books. Remy's educated, but he's look, also got those look, like that that yeah. grit and street I'm smart. A, he he lived on his own for a very long time. I'm a I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this right here. Stuart Little never never survived the grandma with a shotgun. Remy mm. did. No, he wouldn't. It don't. Have. It don't matter how educated Stuart, Stuart Little is. Remy. Remy got that. The reflexes. Y'all ever just like think about the plot of Stuart Little some sometime? No, I don't actually ever. Th- you, I don't think you I've kind ever of seen... unlocked the memory of Stuart Little when you just brought it up. I I'm, forgot. Stuart I Little is crazy. That. I don't think I've ever seen the first Stuart, Stuart Little. It's like, ah, what if a family adopted a mouse? That's that the plot. He's he's actually a mouse in this orphanage, <laughs> and this family shows up and picks him over, over actual kids. kids. <laughs> Imagine being one of those kids, and you just that's see almost them, crazier the than these people up. trying to be like, oh yeah, the rat can cook. <laughs> it is crazier. It is crazy. It is well because like the rat can cook. It's like they're they're highlighting like it's like um they're trying to prove subverting to prove expectations. Mm-hmm. It's the subverting. Mm-hmm. It's like the. Oh, the rat is like lowest on the food chain, and everybody hates them. They don't belong in a kitchen. It's like, oh, the rat does belong in the kitchen. <laughs> the rat do. Like, Stuart, what do you? What lesson does Story Little teach you? I, Nothing. I've never seen the first movie. 
I've only seen the second one. He just, one. like, drives around really? in this, like, little red car. But the first one. And then he is in this, like, RC boat. That's all I remember. He gets lost at some point. Because... I mean, yeah. There's three little, of them. Because the kid is dumb jealous. Mouse. Cause, well, because the kid's, like, jealous of him. There's, there's three right? of them. I don't know. Like, his brother is, like, jealous that he gets all the attention. And so, like... He gets lost for a minute or something. I don't know. It's a whole. I don't remember enough about that movie. To he even would talk get about lost. It. He's so annoying. All I know is Remy kick his ass. He would. <laughs> Remy. Remy would in fact win that fight. He would. And, I mean, I don't even think it'd be a fair fight. I think. I think Remy is is a street rat, so they just jump him. Oh yeah, the whole gang would be there. The the big old rat that's punching <laughs> the steak. That rat. That rat would beat up. <laughs> Probably would beat up Linguini. I'm not gonna lie. Linguini's a little scrawny dude. He'd lose to that rat. He lost to Remy. Linguini lost to Remy. Did Remy fight him? Remy just crawled around and bit him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't consider that fighting. That was discipline. He was disciplining Linguini. He was. He was trying to make him do the right thing. Yeah, but like, in yeah. a in a fight, then he'd still win. Yeah. Right. You know. You want to. You want a Ratatouille fun fact? I do. Yes, I, I do. Desperately want a Ratatouille fun fact. Apparently there were rats kept around Pixar Studios so that way animators could like study how they moved. Makes sense. I, I feel like they did yeah. that. That's for, pretty on brand for Pixar. They, they do that like I, I'm sure they had a cat, you know, when they were like animating Soul and like yeah. I feel like that's the thing that they do. Um, that's like uh, the team that made Surfs Up. I'm pretty sure they went out and studied penguins. We're talking about Surfs Up or Happy Feet. Maybe it was Happy oh, Feet. Happy Feet. You can't get studied Surfs Up. <laughs> I love Surf's Up. You hate Happy Feet. I do hate Happy Feet. No, you hate Happy Feet 2. Yeah, I hate Happy Feet 2, but I also I hate Happy Feet. He hates Happy Feet 2 and Happy Feet. Thank you for <laughs> saying exactly what he just hey, said. I hate Happy Feet. <laughs> I hate Happy Feet 2. And I hate Happy Feet 2. That's what I was trying to say, and yeah, then you, you interrupted said it. it. Wrong. Yeah. You interrupted it. Okay. I hate you. <laughs> Honestly. Can we like? There aren't that many good penguin movies. Surf's up Surf's is probably up the is, only one. Hey, because you got Happy Feet, which is like, bleh, and you got March the Penguins, which is boring, and then you got Surf's Up, which is Surf's really up good. Is phenomenal. Mr. Popper's Penguins, meh, meh. The book. What is, other? The book is kind of fire. If you count Mary Poppins, there's penguins in that, but it's not a penguin movie. Penguins of Madagascar. And I no, no that's no no. Honestly, it wasn't a good movie. Madagascar, good. I looked Penguins up Penguins movies, and the second thing that popped up after Happy Feet was Batman Returns. Yeah, you know, we'll go with mm. it. We'll go with it. That is a Penguin movie. Yeah. It's a little different, but... Danny DeVito just, like, throwing up, like, black stuff. It's I don't remember enough about that movie to even comment on it. Danny DeVito's just gross the entire movie. Very gross. Very but gross. Weird. But, but, hey, but he's, he's, but he's Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Let's talk about Ratatouille. Bro, Connor, imagine <laughs> a podcast episode where it was just the two of us and Peyton wasn't here to keep us on track. Honestly, I do not know. It'd be insane. I don't know how long it would go. Like, we just keep recording forever. Because we start talking about something and Peyton's just like, Ratatouille, Ratatouille. Ratatouille, Ratatouille, yeah. You know how the whole thing with, like, Pixar and DreamWorks is that they, like, release like similar movies at the same time to like yeah. compete with one another like Ants and Bugs Life and like Shrek and Monsters Inc and Shark Tale and Finding Nemo do we know what like the 
the counterpart to Ratatouille was at DreamWorks? Did they have like a counterpart that they released that was like in a similar vein? Because they've kind of veered off from that recently. They're kind of making their own things now. But I didn't are, know. If are they, they characters had... in Flushed Away Rats? Yes, they are. It they was are Flushed Away. Flushed Away came in 2006. Yep, it's Flushed Away. So, so Flushed Away came first. F- flushed Away. And they were like, ah. DreamWorks was like, ah, rat movie. And then they're going to fight. Are the green people frogs? I don't remember this movie. Yes, frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Ratatouille. Go, and then well, Flushed Pix- Away is then, so good. It, it, it's not It's not it's Ratatouille. It's not Ratatouille. Though. But it's because good. Pixar came and said we're uh, gonna make the artsiest crap you've actually, ever seen I'm gonna go, ever. I'm gonna go with the B movie. Mm, did the B movie come out the same year as Ratatouille? B movie's 2008, right? I believe so. B B movie and Flush Away are both it's good. It's 2007. So <sighs> yes, they're both good B stories mo- to contrast with Ratatouille. I think. Yeah, B movie. B movie is the like Flushed Away is the oh rats. The rats. I still can't believe Jerry Seinfeld. But the thing, B movie, B movie was the the animal that shouldn't be where he's at. Uh, they're both fish out of water stories. Yeah, but like, that's that's the whole plot of Ratatouille, Flushed Away, and B movie. They just all approach it differently, so they're all similar comparison. Was there a Pixar movie that came out the year before Ratatouille? Yeah, the same year as Flushed Away. That could have been its its two thousand six uh, comparison. Oh, Cars was two thousand six, wasn't it? No, yes, Cars was yes. right before Ratatouille. Yeah, Cars. yeah, so. No, and then up was right after. Ratatouille. No, so that's what it is because it's the flushed away is the the high class mouse that goes into the sewers. Mm, so it's it's the race up, car that goes race Radiator car that Springs. goes into Radiator Springs. Mm. Okay, so what was the con? What was the the counterpart to Up the next year in two thousand eight? Yeah, got you. It's always so interesting, like how they have like always have like competing movies in like similar times that like. And honestly, Pixar's won the battle every time except for Shrek. Shrek was the only one. Shrek is better than Monsters Inc. Uh, as much as I love Monsters Inc., I think Shrek's a better, like, in terms of, like, the way I... Monsters Inc. is my number two Pixar movie. You're but Shrek, But Shrek, in terms of you cultural are. significance and reception by audience, it's the only time that it was ever beat. Like, they oh, bro, beat have Pixar. You s- bro, I don't know the cultural significance of Monsters Inc.? Not more than Shrek. There's two whole memes about it that still persist to this day. Yeah, memes are not. You're gonna tell Shrek has. I just I don't even have words. How are you gonna say Shrek is not more culturally significant than Monsters Inc. 2008, uh, Kung Fu Panda, and up. Yeah, nope. That's where they diverged. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's where it was over. Because up is just like. Ooh. Dumb, sad, and Kung Fu Panda is just not amazing. Kung Fu Panda, so Kung Fu Panda is amazing. I love Kung Fu Panda. I'm, I'm gonna Pretty say, good. I'm gonna say one of my controversial opinions. I don't think Up is that good, and that's where we're gonna end it. I like Up. I like Up. It is not an S tier Pixar movie. It is no. It is the first. We, the first half of the movie is. We've had this conversation. I do not enjoy the second half of the movie. That's fine. You're gonna start talking mess about Wally, and I'm gonna hit you. No, I love Wally. I think I think Wally is totally consistent. I don't think Good. Up is. I think Up is great until they start getting over to the months stuff and like him trying to kill them and all that junk. It's I, fine. It's a great. I wish it was just a story about them trying to get to the Paradise Falls. He if that's has, the story. That's so good. He literally has the adventure that Ellie wanted to have. 
wanted to have with her. Yeah. No, he. It's she fantastic. Never, she never it wanted is. to be tracked so down good. and like caught by a dude. With she just wanted an adventure, dogs. bro. She would have loved that. She would have. You know it. I'm just. I think the whole like months trying to kill him and I've got talking dogs is just stupid. I. I'm not a fan of that. Everything up till his appearance, I rock Speaking with. Speaking of talking dogs and ratatouille. Boy, Doug's in it. Yeah, oh, Doug, Doug do me in the movie. That is their like Doug V in the movie. They're yeah. foreshadowing Easter egg. That's always a fun thing to like when you go back and watch a movie, you can see like where they were like foreshadowing the next one. It's always really cool. Very fun. All right. Any other any other closing thoughts that the people need to hear that we have about the cinematic masterpiece that is the second best Brad Bird Pixar movie and Ratatouille. I mean, no, not really. We're going to do an episode of Incredibles. Later. It'll happen. Rat patootie. Rat patootie. Rat patootie. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Act 4 podcast. We are happy to be back for a short time. We're going to do a limited series run of, of of season four and we'll see kind of where it goes on from there um for anyone that's listening to this thank you for being a loyal fan and listening through this episode after us being gone for over a year um we're excited to be back recording some new content tune into next week's episode where we're going to be talking about marvel um that one could be a long boy we'll see what happens we're like actually dedicating a whole week instead of just throwing it in every episode. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna <laughs> yeah. take a moment to just talk about Marvel and give it the attention that it deserves, and then we'll still reference it forever. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Because Marvel is near and dear to our heart. It, it very much. Like Ratatouille. Yeah. Ratatouille. <laughs> I forgot how I end these. It's been so long. That's, that's a wrap. Oh, is that how? I'm 95 percent sure we say. Do we a say rap. that's a wrap? I got you. <laughs> I was gonna Let's listen out. to an episode. This I'm leaving all of this in too. It's I been was, so long, but I forgot how we I ended. I was just gonna them. try to end it on a rat that too. <laughs> I know you were, but I feel like we always had like a way that we ended them. It's, it's just been that's so a wrap. Is it? Is yeah. that we yes. just said that's a wrap? Why would we lie to you? I know. I, I'm just making sure we do it right. I want to do it the correct way. I got to make sure we're like consistent. You didn't study before this. No, I I spent my whole time trying to figure out how to record again because it's been so long. Oh my lord, my goodness. Oh my lord, my bad. Alright, here we go. Listening to a podcast on a podcast? Podception. (laughs) I do control the editing and eternal what gets into the episode. Thank you for listening, and uh, that's a wrap. I like how you included the and, uh. (laughs) That's a wrap.